look at this. It's already past the midway mark of the opening week of trading camp. In fact, tomorrow will represent the halfway point of this sprint to the 2020-2021 season. I'm Darren Millard, and presented by Jack in the Box, this is the VGK Daily Podcast Training Camp Edition. Home to all the Golden Knights happenings around City National Arena, and soon the Fortress. In fact, we have news on an earlier expected twirl on the ice at T-Mobile than we initially thought. Yesterday was what head coach Pete DeBoer termed a lighter day compared to the first couple of skates at camp. More forecheck and support work. The special teams received attention for the first time while still getting in a 20-minute scrimmage. Alex Tuck returned to the ice after a one-day absence, taking his spot on a line with Cody Glass and Nick Watt. Robin Leonard was perfect at his end in the scrimmage, enjoying the victory on the strength of a third goal in as many days from Jonathan Marcheseau, who took a pass to the right of Marc-Andre Fleury and then tucked home a cheeky backhand into the net. The start of the on-ice session was reinforced by that Golden Knights well-known forecheck and support in the offensive zone approach. Five-man units locking down the details of Pete DeBoer's approach. Veterans Riley Smith and Braden McNabb familiar with how the first few days of an NHL camp can be, backed up by head coach Pete DeBoer. Yeah, I think the thing that we've probably been harping on most is just our systems right now. We have such a condensed camp. Um, you know, it, it's tough to analyze every single player out there. And I think right now a lot of it's just trying to get the tempo up, get the speed going, and get people more um, familiar with, you know, everything we're doing on the ice systems-wise. Tuning up on your systems, it's it's always helpful. Um you know, you can be away from the game for three months and you tend to forget something. So uh, just having those refreshers, they help a lot. And then for me personally, um, just getting more comfortable out there. You can skate in the summer and um, you're not really getting the same pressure and intensity. So um, really focusing on having a good first touch on the puck and be able to make plays in the head up as soon as I get it. I think we have a great game plan. You know, we got, you know, Pete's been with us for, I don't know how many games, but we're getting more used to the system and, you know, we believe in the system and the more we play in his system, we'll, you know, the better we'll be. So, you know, like I said, we got a lot of talent, um, but the way we play, we all believe in it and bought into it. And the more we play it, uh, I think the better we're going to get and harder to play against for sure. We only get these guys for a three hour window, um, you know, because of the players association rules, which, you know, I'm, I'm totally supportive of, but, uh, you know, we, we only get a three hour window to, to do video, implement systems, get them the work on and off the ice they need and the treatments they need. So, um, you know, we really got to plan that out to that, that time and, and make sure we maximize it. And, uh, you know, that's probably the biggest challenge for us as a coaching staff. The nice thing, <clears throat> like I told Gary was, We've had the bubble experience. Uh, it's not the first time they've heard a lot of the terminology or, or how we want to play. It's just refresher. So, you know, that, that that's made it easier. For the coach, this is the second consecutive unique training camp with this group. DeBoer was asked about the similarities to last summer's rush to the Edmonton bubble compared to the 10-day time to prepare for the upcoming 56-game schedule really comparable and uh and definitely ahead of the curve from a uh, uh grasping uh, systems and style of play obviously 
you know, when, when we paused the season, uh, you know, I had uh, been with the team for, you know, a matter of weeks and uh, hadn't had a ton of practices. We're just starting to implement some different uh, systems and ideas and really concentrating on a couple things, not our overall game. When we came back for the bubble, uh, you know, I really got a, a decent training camp to, to try to implement everything or as much as I could. But playing through the bubble, you know, was great for our group because we really got to dial in on all our systems and all our team play. So, you know, I feel this time coming into this camp, we've got that foundation now. It's just reminders and, and you know, remember this, some, some of the things we did well and, and for some of the things that we had to work on, some tweaks. But, um, you know, it's similar, but, you know, I, I feel we're way ahead in, in some areas. Adding to the X and O work is expanding the route to goal scoring. Well, not to say it's a focus right now at City National Arena. There is attention being given to finding different ways to produce offense. We did a lot of things really well. What we didn't do well, uh, particularly at the end uh, over the last two rounds, was was stick the puck in the net. And, you know, we can't just simply chalk that up to great goaltending on the other side. That's a piece of it. But you know, we didn't make it difficult enough uh, on the on the other team's goalies either. So that's definitely an emphasis here for us uh, going forward. Alex Patrangelo's ability to get that puck through, he's just got a unique and weirdly effective way to get the puck to the net, uh, should help in the effort to score more goals. The defenseman once again showed his range with soft hands in tight on a couple of occasions on Wednesday. Braden McNabb has the luxury of being paired with a 2019 Stanley Cup champion captain who just happens to be a right shot compared to the familiar left-handed shooting partners of Braden McNabb's recent past. Petro, he's, he's been awesome. You can tell he's been a captain on another team. He's seems like a great leader. And on the ice, you know, he came as advertised. He's He's a horse out there. He can move well. He makes a lot of great plays, great offensively. He takes care of his own end. So uh, it's been fun playing with him, and I'm pretty excited to get into get into some games with him. And as far as the lefty-righty thing is, it's a little bit of adjustment. Not big, just little stuff. Almost DDD passes behind the net is probably one of the bigger things, but it's nothing serious and easy adjustment. So uh, I'm not too worried about it, and I'm excited to get going with him. First thing foremost, I got to take care of, you know, my game and make sure I'm doing what I do as a defenseman. And, uh, you know, he, he's great with the puck. I want to give him the puck as much as I can and get him uh, up the ice. And, you know, I'm more of a stay-at-home guy. So, you know, I think that'll allow him to, you know, get up the ice and make his plays. Uh, he's got great instincts defensively and offensively. So it's, uh, it's exciting. While McNabb and Petrangelo prepare for opening night, Dylan Coughlin is at this training camp with added confidence of his own. Coughlin's game is in a good place right now. Thanks to the opportunity to be with the team in Edmonton in the bubble last summer. It was awesome being there. And um, like I was saying to to people up there, I've never really got the, the chance to be around all those guys for, for that amount of time. So uh, being around them and getting comfortable around them before, before camp starts here and um, just getting on the ice every day and, um, working with Misha and um, all the other players. So 
Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome to be up there and, and to bond with those guys. Coglin has spent his time at camp with Nick Holden this week, part of a 12-player contingent on the back end. A group that will grow after the completed World Junior Hockey Championship. Defenseman Caden Korzak and forward Peyton Krebs are Nevada-bound after winning the silver medal for Team Canada. Here's Pete DeBoer on plans for the two. The latest plan is that uh, we would give them a couple days to kind of decompress. They've been, you know, in the, in the bubble there for over a month, um, played a lot of hockey, um, you know, and, and uh, so I think we're going to give them a couple days and then fly them out here. Uh, I thought maybe on the 8th or 9th, um, I believe they have to quarantine uh, when they arrive. And I believe that's a week, but I'm not, I'm not positive on all the protocols. So they're, they're going to be, uh, you know, it'll be a, a few days here before you see them. Krebsy played a big leadership role for that team. Um, now I thought he had a, an excellent tournament. Uh, I got to know him in the bubble. Uh, he was with us, uh, worked hard, great kid. And uh, I think, uh, you know, that translated into his role and, you know, playing against uh, the best players uh, his age in the world. And uh, I thought I thought he was right there. And, and Korzak was a guy that uh, had to work to be on that team. I think it was... 21 first rounders and he wasn't a first rounder. So the fact that he worked himself into, into that group uh, says something about him and, uh, and his development since we've drafted him. And I'm excited to get to know him. I haven't, haven't got a chance uh, through training camp to spend any time with him because uh, he wasn't in the bubble with us, but, but Krebsy's going to be knocking on the door here and, and uh, I'm excited to see him. Krebs and Korzak won the silver medal in Edmonton. Congratulations to Team USA forward and 2020 VGK first-round draft pick Brendan Brisson, who upset the Canadians 2-0 in that gold medal game. Brisson and his shiny medal will return to the University of Michigan, where the freshman will continue his NCAA season. The Golden Knights are also on the move. How about this? The team will alter its schedule today with a trip to the Fortress. The 40 players in camp will participate in a full inter-squad game at T-Mobile Arena tonight. The head coach making the trip to the Strip for the first time since last March. We're going to go to a, a simulated scrimmage uh, at night, uh, which will simulate our, our season opening game next Thursday and, and that type of uh, um, schedule. Uh, because let's be honest, you know, as an example, Alex Peter Angelo hasn't been in our, our home dressing room at T-Mobile except on a tour. So, uh, he did, you know, he hasn't parked his car there and walked in and done a pregame uh, situation. So we're going to do that tomorrow night. Uh, we've got an off day on Friday and we, we're going to build another off day in before the, the regular season. But, um, you know, we've got a lot of thought put into to how we're we're using that work to work to rest ratio to make sure because once this, once the season starts there there's no rest you're you're playing you know pretty much every other day. A note: the team and local health officials are finalizing the COVID protocols for T-Mobile Arena and VGK games, meaning that the skate tonight will not be open to the media. Uh, there will not be a live stream. The outing occurs one week before the Golden Knights dropped the puck for real against the Anaheim Ducks. In the lead-up to opening night, we will continue to bring you the players and the coaches' comments approaching that 
opening night game, either on this podcast or the Training Camp Diary on the VegasGoldenKnights.com, the Training Camp Diary brought to you by Stations Casino. And of course, there's the Training Camp Bulletin live stream brought to you by NextGen when the team is practicing at City National. Thanks for listening. Will Jonathan Marcheseau stay hot? Find out tomorrow. Sounds like a Batman program. Find out tomorrow on the VGK Daily Podcast, Training Camp Edition, presented by Jack in the Box. I'm Darren Millard. We'll chat tomorrow.